coming up in this show. So while there's a lot of navel gazing going on, thinking, oh, how are we going to get out of this unprecedented event? You know, those that have got a plan, those who had a plan, those who tweaked their plan are just getting on with it. And, and I think they're the ones who are going to benefit out the other end sooner rather than later. What I would want to say as well, I don't want to be a merchant of doom, but I think the worst of it's to come when the furloughing ends. That was Howard Weston from Lucas Weston, M&A advisor, broker, and all-round knowledgeable person when it comes to buying and selling businesses. Selling your agency might not be what you had planned in 2020, but if your cash flow runway is tight, if you want to seek development as part of a larger group, maybe you've just had enough, or even if you're just eyeing an exit in the future, well, this is definitely the show for you. Twenty twenty looked like it was going to be a bumper year for mergers and acquisitions. In January and February, the world watched as the new coronavirus turned into an epidemic. Then the pandemic. On March the 9th, the stock markets collapsed, putting a pause on our own plans for the year, including a deal that was due to complete on March the 10th. You go through the chemistry meetings, the financial analysis, the negotiating, the heads of terms, then really detailed due diligence. And by that time, quite apart from the amount of cash both sides have committed to a deal, you're completely emotionally committed. Yes, there's a lesson for the future. A deal's not done till it's done. Which brings us neatly to today's guest. Howard Weston is a veteran deal maker, specialising in deals from half a million up to 10 million pounds. He's been doing this for decades. So we thought he'd be an ideal guest because selling is something a lot of agency owners seem to be considering. So, so Howard, Howard tells it how it is, which is one of the things that we really like about working with Howard. So, um, Howard, tell me, we're in the middle of this COVID-19 nightmare. What's been happening across the board otherwise in, in M&A? I think everyone's got uh, stuck in the headlights. They're the, you know, the rabbit in the proverbial headlights. COVID came along and pretty much just pulled everyone's trousers down. And we've all got caught trying to figure out where we are, what's going on. So, I mean, again, you know, if you look at the media sector, 2019 was fantastic. There was, you know, mega mergers, mega mega deals going on across in the States and in, you know, over in the UK. And of course, we came out of the Brexit debacle of will we, won't we, what have you, that got cleared up. And so 2020, with the trickle-down effect in the media space, was looking pretty good. And then all of a sudden, COVID came along, pretty much kiboshed everything. And so what, what I've seen, talking to quite a lot of business owners across all kinds of different industries, is, is everyone's just gone into panic mode and pretty much locked down the hatches and saying, right, we've got to survive, we've got to preserve cash, we've got to think about the future, we've got to downsize, we've got to furlough everyone. And so that's been the order of the day. Interestingly enough, we've just put a deal in the hands of solicitors in the technology space with a with a software company. And that's a deal where the buyer met the seller online. We completed the deal in three weeks and nobody bet anyone. So it's, yeah, it's a crazy time. How does everybody, when you say people are kind of hunkering down and, and are, are people acting to your, this is a strange question, but are people acting in a rational and logical way? Are they thinking things through or are they really, really in a, in a world of pain that's, that's preventing them from making rational, logical decisions? Because this is really a, a test of leadership as much as anything, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely right. Those those that 
plod on and stick with their plans, albeit slightly perhaps curtailed because of what's gone on. They're the ones who are going to survive. They're the ones who are going to thrive. They're the ones who are going to come out of this much faster and much quicker than everyone else who's sitting around licking their wounds. You know, I hate the key word, uh, sort of the buzzword pivot because to me you know a pivot is what you do when you're losing money <laughs> and your and your business is going down the tubes and you want to try and make some money so you pivot to try and find something that will make you money so while there's a lot of navel gazing going on thinking oh how are we going to get out of this unprecedented event you know those that have got a plan those who had a plan those who tweaked their plan are just getting on with it and and i think they're the ones who are going to benefit out the other end sooner rather than later what I would want to say as well, I don't want to be a merchant of doom, but I think the, the worst of it's to come when the furloughing ends. I think that's quite an important point that a lot of people are treading water. And I don't think we're going to see the full extent of the carnage until the furloughing ends. And we see who is actually coming back to work and who still has a business you, you know, to, to operate. So as an agency owner, let's put ourselves in the, in the um, shoes of as someone who owns an agency. Uh, they've furloughed a lot of their staff. They are surviving, probably making a profit if they've done their job well. And there may be some troubles coming ahead in the autumn. Kind of what are their options right now? Is there still M&A activity? Are you seeing people want to run to the security of bigger groups or what's going on? At, at, the, mo- at the moment, not, not a lot. Deals are being put on hold. Everyone's playing the, the wait and see game. The interesting thing and the, the point that makes me laugh a, a lot, well, not laugh, but uh, I, I get amused by it, is when you, you see all these marketing gurus and experts and people saying, when everyone's zigging, zag, and all the rest of it. And the, the truth is, <laughs> you know, there's not a lot of that going on. So it's it's kind of bullshit and lip service to make yourself look busy as if you've got something to do. And, and frankly, you, you know as little as everyone else. I mean, don't think anyone saw this coming. You know, you've got to plow down and get on with it. So, I mean, my advice is if you had a plan and you were looking to buy or sell your company in 2020, get on with it, carry on. There's money in the system in 20, uh, you know, I, I remember 2000, 2008 to 2011, there was no credit in the system. You couldn't get money. You couldn't borrow money to save your life. And deals were hard to come by and hard to do. That's not the problem now. There's credit available pretty much everywhere, and there's a there's a you know there's a surplus of cash that needs to find a home, especially in the in the in the, in the uh, you know TMT sector. You know, a lot of the big private equity companies have targeted it and are looking to get into the space. Not quite sure. I'd go to you know Dilute or Dilutes or Accenture to do my advertising planning and strategy. But you know, the big boys are coming into the space spending a lot of money and that's going to drive a lot of interest and a lot of people wanting to 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 sell and you know they're going to follow the money i mean private equity boys yeah absolutely i mean they've got this flood of cash this lake of money this wall of money behind them which they have to spend but you know they're no fools and uh, they are renowned for being extremely tough negotiators if an agency was minded to sell to the PE boys, what have they got to do? How, how do they dress their agency up for a sale such that it becomes successful for them? It's a bit like selling your soul to the devil, in, in, in my in my opinion. It, you know, it's 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 not the option I would take unless I was, you know, if I was an agency owner and I was a bit tired, perhaps I needed some money, I wanted to pay off a bit of my mortgage or something like that. Because otherwise, you're just going to get cash, and you're trading, you know, your integrity <laughs> and your autonomy just for a big paycheck. Because private equity, the way private equity works, as you both know, is they need, you know, that they, they they are the wall of money, and they're just looking for a return on that money, and they need somebody to make that money, and that somebody is going to be you running the company. So unless you have a very, 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 very 
very strong management team in place who can let you go off sailing around the Bahamas with your newfound wealth, they're probably not likely to be that interested in your business. And let's not forget as well, you need to show a growth curve. You need to be making money. You need to be profitable. You need a minimum of a million pounds you know, net profit before you'll even get through the door. And then you'll perhaps get on the radar of some of the smaller PE companies. But without those two things, a management team and top line profit, you know, forget private equity. They're not coming looking for you unless you do something so niche, so specialist, so different, and you've got a growth curve hockey stick <laughs> coming your way. PE is not the way to go uh, if you're looking to sell your agency. In the current climate, marketing is hard. But do you know what isn't hard? Making sure you never miss an episode of your favourite podcast. So tap the follow button on your podcast and you'll never miss out on the latest episodes of Unicorny or Marketing Difference. You can even go back and listen to our back catalogue of amazing episodes. If you do that, please leave us a review. It would mean so much. The road uh, is littered with the corpses of people who've been spat out by private equity, either because they haven't made their growth targets or because the weight of debt dragged them down. And it's just not a, real, a realistic option for many small and medium-sized agency owners. But there are options, Howard, right now. So, you know, if the cash runway is getting short, what would you be advising agency owners? How do you think they should be approaching a sale who's interested in them? And what, do a, what does a structure look like for uh, an agency owner today? If I was launching a sale today in the media space, by the way, I think it's an absolutely fantastic time to sell. If you're looking to sell, it could be a once in a lifetime opportunity to do it. The circumstances, what's going on, the bigger picture. Uh, again, for example, I mean, a deal we've, we've just put uh, into the hands of solicitors. I don't think that deal would have happened as quickly or as proactively or as successfully if we weren't in lockdown, because there's a lot of bandwidth kicking around that spares. So there's a lot of lawyers sitting on the hands, twiddling their thumbs, and it con it's concentrated the mind. And I, I think when the, we do get the return, the proper return, i.e. the pubs open and all the other shenanigans start happening again, you're going to see that return. And so if I, was, if I was looking to sell now, I think it's a fantastic time. What you need to be doing, a couple of things. Firstly, tidy up, tidy up your books. If you haven't already, don't even think about attempting a sale if your accounting, back office processes and reporting structures aren't, aren't up to scratch. That's one of the first things I, I, would, I would look at and recommend you spend a lot of time getting right because that, 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 can, that can trip you up at the first hurdle in any negotiation. Secondly, I'd look at Tidying up your staff, making sure your overheads, you, you know, you're carrying the appropriate level of overhead. Uh, a lot of companies are probably going to, if they're smart, they're going to use the, the lockdown as a, as a, as a chance to reevaluate their businesses and say, look, hang on, you know, do we need, you know, a second office? Do we need the third office? Do we need this many people to deliver this much profit? You know, you know, really take a hard look at the business. And it's, it's tough. It's, it's nobody likes to make people redundant. Nobody likes to cut things. But if you want to survive and perhaps more importantly thrive coming out the other end, you've got to make these hard decisions. And that's coming back to what Simon said earlier. That's that's just pure leadership and grabbing the you know the bull by the horns and saying, right, you know, we've got some tough choices to make here. We're going to make them. Let's let's go and do it. But in terms of the marketplace, fantastic. It's <laughs> you know, there's cash there, there's buyers there, people need to grow, business needs to to to, to move on. And so the opportunities are going to be there. It's about how ready you are to deal with that when the opportunity comes. And, and, and frankly, most people 
don't plan, they don't prepare. They usually just have a bad week, and then on Friday it's oh oh shit, I'll sell the company. Let's 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 make the decision and let's do it. And that makes a huge difference to the process. A survey by ServiceNow showed managers spend up to two days a week on mundane functions. Functions like HR, finance, IT and admin. You know, other stuff. Spending your time on other stuff won't win clients or move your agency forward. Whereas outsourcing it to Drumhorse, a specialist business services provider, will. It'll also save you money and let you spend those two days a week on the good stuff. Visit our website to learn more at drumhorse.co.uk. So one of the things that um, strikes me is there's a load of people out there who think they're going to be able to pick up companies for literally nothing at the moment. There's all those sort of vultures circling. And I don't see value necessarily changing. Value is always there. Structures may be slightly changing. And actually, something you just said there made me think that now could be absolutely a golden opportunity to sell because certainly the way we're thinking is the value doesn't change. The structure might change slightly. So there might be a little bit more on earnout to manage the risk of where we are right now. But there are two things about that then. So the first thing is that if we do get a catapult out of the the recession or the gloom that we're in right now, that could work really well for an earnout first structure. And the second thing is the biggest risk that I see to transactions actually is the way that they die, they slow down, they grind to a halt in between heads being signed and the transaction completing. And, you know, we've been there a couple of times where it hasn't actually worked. So right now, when everyone's focused, when everyone's got the capacity, as you say, is an ideal time to focus everyone's minds and actually just push stuff across the line. So maybe now is a better time than normal to be looking at transactions. That's, that's the zig when everyone's zagging. But the bottom line is you, you've got to do it. I mean, you've raised a couple of points there. Uh, I mean, firstly, I agree with you. Deal values have, haven't changed dramatically. You know, it, you'll be worth roughly what you would have been worth beforehand. Everyone's been in the same boat. So there's going to be allowances for that. If you're a good, solid business and you've got a future, you will have value and you will get your value. Quite rightly, you've identified, though, that the structures are going to get looked at. So the big all-in cash deals, well, for starters, big all-in cash deals just in the, in the SME space just don't happen. It's very, very rare. Is that a golden opportunity for people to suddenly come along and buy a business for a quid and, and nick it? Um, no, I don't think it is. All you'll get is is access to dross and damaged businesses or businesses that can't cope or businesses that need turning around. You know, yeah, there's too many people in that space. There's too many people vying for it. And eventually you could end up paying more for a business uh, in the long-term damage you do, trying to turn it round or trying to make it right, trying to fix problems, and I, th- I think I think it's it's uh, you know it's a, it's a mirage. It, it looks bountiful and fantastic, but the reality is, uh, as all these things with M and A, is it's a it's a it's a bit of a ball ache as you get as you go down the road to get there, and then you realise actually you know it perhaps wasn't worth the effort, <laughs> and you could have done something else. So that's that's one thing. And I think in in terms of the cash, if you've got cash and you're sitting on cash, you you, you know you can dictate to a certain extent what the what the what the what the deal structure will look like. Now depending on which hat. I'd put on if I was advising you on uh, buying, uh, then I would be saying, you know, what you need to do is 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 push more for the out and de-risk the deal. And if I was then putting my selling hat on, depending on if the amount of the deal was enough, i.e., the cash consideration or upfront element of the deal was enough to satisfy my immediate needs, I reckon you could probably negotiate a fantastic earnout or structured deal in the current climate that would far exceed what somebody will pay you a cash price for today. 
and I and I think so many people are, are going to miss that opportunity because they they're, they're going to be afraid to do anything. And, and it's again, it's rabbit in the headlights. Ah, chat. What do I do? Oh well, let's do nothing. And then, in which case, you know, snooze, you lose, and um, the market moves on. Yeah, we've seen a couple of deals lately uh, exactly like that, where earlier action probably would have led to a really good exit for the owner, but it's just been left too late. And you, you mentioned something there about about the distraction of damaged businesses, and I think a lot of people underestimate. You know, the the the, the concept of turning something around is quite seductive. The reality is really dull. Actually, I have to tell you. It's really dull. So I, I got involved once, Dom, in a in a turnaround, and this is probably about 10, 15 years ago now. And I, and I swore I would never get involved in the sector again. Um, so yeah, I, I could cut ten thousand percent. Yeah, there, there are people that do it well, and for those people that do do it well, there's a very good reason they get well paid because they're they're basically exchanging their happiness for money <laughs> so for the rest of us that want That's to create right. happy, productive agencies. We just don't need to fish at the bottom of the cesspit. Howard, that was absolutely fascinating. All our guests are adding so much value to these shows and yours is no exception. Thank you very much. Guys, look, if you've enjoyed today's show, please tell us. And why not subscribe to our podcast by going to marketingtrek.co.uk or finding us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Spreaker, Google Podcasts, CastBox, Podcast Addict, Podbean, Podchaser, iHeartRadio, Deezer, YouTube, you know, you name it, any good podcast outlet. Simply search for Marketing Trek or Martrek and hit the subscribe button. We're also extremely grateful for full and frank feedback. If you think the show is worth five stars, please look us up on Apple Podcasts, rate us and review us. Whereas if you think it's a please let us know you can find us on linkedin and connect to us there in our next episode we pick up on something paul winterflood mentioned in episode nine we explore how you can use wargaming to improve your planning and we're joined by an expert in this area chris payton from quirk solutions but for today from simon and from me thank you for listening and until next time Marketing Trek is brought to you by Selby Anderson.